The following program is rated TVMALV. It contains strong language, violence, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences. we go bar flies welcome to the bar fly tailgate show you already know it's done by bar flies for bar flies and all the other bears fans out there what is good gentlemen uh it's been a little over a week since you boy hopped in and it's good to see everybody's smiling faces this morning uh the bears get back on track they get a dub down in washington should have got a dub against denver and it seems like we're rolling a little bit fellas and i mean i don't want to count my chickens before they hatch that's the saying we say around here but uh i think the bears i mean i think we look pretty good fellas jordan i know you're always the cynic but uh i mean i can't <laughs> help myself but get up on this pedestal i mean that's it it is it is what it is good morning fellas what's going on i'll start with tooch and we can hit intros and then we got a little special guest go ahead tooch <laughs> i see him there I, he's uh he's not on the screen yet but he's in town for yeah. the game so, yeah, I can't wait to hear it. I'm hoping uh, uh, C-Dub brought some wine gums and Maltesers from Britain, a little uh, Cadbury <laughs> chocolate maybe uh, for his uh, host there. But, I don't know uh, if they let him fly like that. <laughs> but uh, I like the Bears today, man, especially like the Bears are good in the first half. Uh, you're getting point and a half for the Bears first half. Also like the over. Bears overs have been uh, uh, cashing big time this season. I think they're 5-0. and oh for the over and uh you know it's uh the only thing that worries me is the weather it rained a lot all night last night i'm told uh but it looks like it's okay right now sunny so uh maybe weather shouldn't be a factor bears get back kyler gordon today like the bears though plus three kb what's good brother it's good people you know what i'm saying your boy in the building man feeling good you know what i'm saying uh yeah, Notre Dame had a good win last night, so you know the the, the air around the city is pretty happy. Uh, I, I can care less, but it is what it is. Uh, you know, man, I'm, I'm I'm excited to see how this this game goes, man, and see if this trajectory continues to go upwards. You know, uh, you know what I'm saying? You you gotta you gotta stack a win and a win, man. So get you a Absolutely. get you a game today. Be one to one in the division. It ain't looking mm-hmm. too bad. So other than that, man, you know what I'm saying? It's it's it, it rained all night, like my boy too said. Uh, 
I haven't been outside yet to see if it started <laughs> to dry up at all. But it's nice to fall. I don't know how it is. Football hey, season, baby. We beat the 49ers in the rain last year. Maybe it's a good omen for the Bears. Uh, maybe that's the new quote-unquote bear weather. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Jordan, bright and early for you out there. How you doing this morning? Always and forever, fellas, but uh, love being here. Wouldn't have it any other way. Excited to talk about this game. This is this is one that I've got some priors on that I'll get off my chest, but I'm excited for it. Uh, it's looking good. And chat, good morning. Thank you for being here. As we always talk about, uh, this show wouldn't exist if you all weren't here. So uh, do us a favor, sit back, enjoy. But also, while you're doing it, hit that like button, subscribe, and let's get to it. Well, I was just about to bring in Chris, but he hopped out for a second. Uh, Chris uh, is at the tailgate with Mr. Shorty. So when he does hop back in, I will bring him in so we can get a live look at the at what the tailgate looks like down there, uh, and 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 talk to those guys and everything. But uh, yeah, man, I mean, um, you guys want to talk any college ball? Did anything big happen yesterday that that maybe some, <laughs> some, uh, my college team they pissed down their leg. They got up big early on on Missouri. Missouri did a fake punt pass for a freaking touchdown. And then the rest was history. They just kind of took the momentum after that, and it really made me upset. I stayed up late watching that game, and it sucks. It was on at the same time as the Notre Dame uh, versus USC game, so I didn't see it, but I saw what Twitter was saying. Jordan, uh, wh- what happened with Caleb Williams yesterday? Is he <laughs> not a generational talent? Do you still think – I mean, it's just a hiccup, and his, he's still good? or Because, like – me and KB were talking before I got on the show, and every year it seems like these analysts come on here and tell you this is a can't miss prospect. He's generational. Like, how do we have a generational we get Chris talent Sims on the in phone? every draft? Chris Sims. Okay. Uh, AC, it's a good question. I appreciate it. I think, I think you've even heard me say I just pump the brakes on the generational talk. Uh, yeah. You know, and and yeah. it's it's tough. I don't mean to make it all just about physical tools, but. You're not generational unless you, you when you're six one and two two twenty. I mean, you got to have some size. Six one. I mean, that's that's the thing is like when you talk about these generational prospects. I mean, you think of Andrew Luck, you think of a guy like Trevor Lawrence, you think about John Elway, uh, and of course you have to you have to scale it respective of when they came up in the game. Elway doesn't look like Herbert, for example, Josh Allen, but uh, you know even Mahomes. I get it. He's six three, but they all have something about them, and I'm. I want to be very clear. I think this is just a blip. Every dog has his day. I'm a big J.J. McCarthy fan. He looked like garbage against Bowling Green and TCU last year. Caleb Williams has had a tough stretch yesterday. Cam Ward looked awful against UCLA last week. Uh, I mean, we can go down the list. Drake May plays down to competition and has boneheaded mistakes from time to time. Yes, he has nobody around him, but, you know, he'll mm-hmm. he'll lose to a, a Georgia Tech. He'll play a, a tough against an App State. Like, if you're that dude, aren't you really elevating your whole team above those, those teams? So – Every dog has his day, but to be fair, Caleb Williams isn't generational yet. He has, and this whole talk about always Patrick Mahomes, closest thing we've seen to Patrick Mahomes. People need to shut the fuck up with that. I got to be honest. I'm just gonna. I'm right. gonna put they say that about Zach Wilson too. So, like to put that stamp on a kid, on a kid. That's well. This is the thing. Patrick yeah. Mahomes is the best quarterback anybody alive on this fucking planet has put their eyes on ever, ever, ever. That's, I know. I know. My I guy. Can't. Joe, I wanted I, the Bears I, to take him three overall. And, and Tooch, I mean, listen, I don't mean to put you on like this, but you're the old head here, respectfully. I yep. know I, I wasn't old enough to see, you know, uh, Tom Lujak at, at Bart Starr. Hey, Patrick Mahomes better than <laughs> Dan Marino, whatever. Like, <laughs> he's he's the best fucking quarterback ever. So 
before you just sit there and heap uh, heap that name on a guy yeah. like Caleb yeah. Williams, yeah. understand. So I'll be really quick here, uh, AC. To your point, what happened to Caleb Williams? He had to play within structure. He had a bunch of design pressures come against him, some simulated pressures, some some great blitz packages set up by Marcus Freeman. And all of a sudden, when he had to play within structure, he didn't know how to operate. And this is something that I have been saying. And you know me, fellas. I love Zach Wilson coming out. And I'll own my priors on that. Right, right. But what I learned from Zach Wilson that I've been applying to Caleb Williams, and that's why you haven't heard me talking about his name more than guys like J.J. McCarthy, is that when those guys – don't have clean pockets or no defender within five yards of them from the time of the throw, all of a sudden it gets muddy. When he's able to create and get outside the pocket and there's nobody around him for a few yards, oh, it looks beautiful. When he's able to just do this shitty back step that's not a real drop back and he can just uh, cockily backpedal and just throw one, that looks great. But all of a sudden when his offensive line's getting heated up and he's got to be able to step up and make plays – you saw it, and there's no excuse for his interceptions. It's not, well, you know, it bounced off of a receiver's hand. No, he's fucking airmailing it to the defense. Mm-hmm. And I understand he had one solid play. I'll get off my horse on this. I understand he had one solid play to get the touchdown. Yeah. Sure, he climbed the pocket. It looked good. It looked like what Justin Fields did against the Commanders. Well, we've, we've got a special guest uh, coming in live in the area, our man C-Dub, along with Mr. Shorty, and I believe that's George S. Hallis standing behind them. What's going on, brother? Hello, brother, fellas. Man, I don't think I've ever seen that man that clear, bro. What? Yeah, never. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm, 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 I'm a, you know, live here at Soldier Field for the Barrio Network. And uh, for the tailgate show, and it's absolutely mind-blowing. I sort of not been, I've not stopped smiling for the last sort of four hours, man. And it's just like the experience is awesome. Yago's been awesome so far, and uh, it's really nice to have a chance to share this world with you boys as well. Because I know we'll have it next week, but uh, yeah, the first impressions, mate, it's impressive, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun today, and the Bears are going to win. That's so yeah. awesome. Go Bears! So, go Bears! Let's yeah. go. That's he, had, awesome. he had his first Portillo's yesterday. I took a video oh. of to send it to you. That's your Italian you beef? Let's go. Huh. Yeah. Do you have a awesome. Chicago dog too? What's that? Yeah, Chicago dog and Italian beef. Uh, not yet. That's next. Yeah, but it was awesome. Nice. I loved it. It was really nice. So uh, I tried to take them to Uno's, but we were doing a, a live show on my channel, and yeah. we were driving into the city. He was on like everyone's. You got to see his his, his expression to see in the city at night. You know, coming up to like Gotham <laughs> City. You know, and then. <laughs> The the directions got me the, the GPS got me off on Lower Wacker, so I went in the wrong ho- the wrong uh, garage hotel and destroyed the roof of my truck on the ceiling. Oh no! Oh my god! Shattered shattered the the, the moonroof and everything. Disaster! Damn, but it, it doesn't is... matter because it's just a truck. And Chris <laughs> is here. And Chris was on the morning show on Fox News. Oh, oh we'll have to pull that yeah. clip and have uh, and have yeah. Aldo put that up his barroom yeah. stuff. That's all that clip. Yeah, I actually got to meet uh, George McCaskey's wife as well. She was really nice. Oh, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. And we're meeting with Larry Mayer today. Larry Mayer, the writer of the Bears, contacted Having lunch with Larry? Nice. (laughs) And he's he's doing a a piece on this whole thing for next week. Oh, that is so awesome. We're going to be meeting up with him at some point today. 
Uh, so it's going to be freaking amazing, right? Cedar is about to be an international star. While he's in town, you got to <laughs> take him. You knew it were always coming there, say. You knew it were always coming. But uh, anyway, guys, we're going to get off, so have a great show. We'll we're going to hop back on with you real quick uh, if, once we get to the tailgate section. And, Bring uh, your Sharpies. Chris is, Chris is signing autographs after the game. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you guys, how, how, how long are you guys running for? Uh, we'll be on until noon, uh, noon Eastern time, so 11 okay. o'clock your time. Oh, perfect. So we'll hop in at the tailgate if, if, if it's not too loud and just give you a minute there with Chris, too. That's awesome, dude. Right. Fair See down, guys. Fair down. Fair down. Never have we ever seen Chris Watts so clean, so quick to respond. It, it's beautiful. Beautiful when it's uh, yeah, stateside. I think, I think it's that iPhone yeah. that uh, Mr. Shorty's. I'm assuming iPhone. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, man, that was awesome to see he's him in heaven, George house. He's, he's definitely – I wanted to ask him about his flight and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's got a lot going on. Um, that's, that's so awesome. I think uh, – excuse me. I think while we were on with him, KB got a call out. So, uh, hopefully, they're not burning down South Bend and he's got to go – save a cat out of a tree or something. I, I, don't, Speaking I don't know. Speaking of, of uh, South Bend, man, it's a kind of defense that uh, Caleb Williams just doesn't see in the Pac-12. Maybe out, maybe Utah, but uh, – That's you the know? only one, Tooch. That's the yeah. only one. Yeah. yeah. Utah got a hell of a pass rusher over there, Ellis. Uh, it was Aaron Ellis' son. He's a, a dad played Luther, – Luther Ellis played in the NFL. A kid can yep. rush the passer, had a couple sacks yesterday. Uh, but, uh, yeah uh, – you just don't see that kind of defense in the Pac-12, you know, and yeah, it shows. For a second, too, I, listen, yeah. I, I say this, I say this as, as a Californian born and raised, and I don't take pride in this, but it's just the truth. It's not just like they don't play defense; it's like that. <laughs> I'm sorry, California West Coast, and let me be very yeah. clear: the hotbeds of football, California produces good football talent. Texas, yeah, Florida. Uh, Florida, I get that. But as far as actual competitive collegiate football, West Coast is some some soft ass shit. Let's be yeah. real. Like it's a different ball game when you play in the Midwest. You play SEC. You play uh, Atlantic Coast competition. Yeah, you, yeah. I get it. You know you can be big hot shit when you're at SC UCLA. Go yeah. go play up against a real squad. Like you know uh, I, I on on real shit too. Take a play Iowa, and and yeah. I promise you it would look different. I'm not saying that they wouldn't beat Iowa because Iowa can't oh, yeah. find some offense. Yeah, but the reality is, see if Cooper DeGene doesn't find you know Dijon find five yeah. interceptions off of Caleb. Like it's just a different ball game when you when you're not playing the powder puff league. Yeah, do you think uh, do you think that's why historically USC quarterbacks don't do as I mean, they I liked Carson Palmer. He played for my team at the time, uh, yeah. but but other than him, there's not really like a superstar USC court. And I hate the helmet scout, but. Do you think that has something to do with with why they struggle when they come into the league? I'll never subscribe to the idea of helmet scouting, but I do think that there's some reality of it's a couple things. I, one, I, I don't think we ever talk about this enough. Quarterbacks, where you land is so important. Absolutely. But to that point, yep. these USC quarterbacks that are being drafted, they're being drafted high for their collegiate achievements. Mm-hmm. And the question to your point then, AC, becomes, but what, what they accomplished in college – was it real or was it, you know, cheap calories there? And that's the reality is there was no substance in a lot of these USC quarterbacks' careers. Who was Mark Sanchez playing against? Who was Sam Darnold playing against? Caleb Williams, yeah, I mean, I get it, man. He's putting up 50 points a game with no defense, but 
at some point, this is, and I know this is hard for Bears fans. And I mean, please, you, you can skewer me if you've heard me say differently, either of you or the chat. But the reality is at some point you have to take and extrapolate all that out and go, but put the kid in a realistic situation, in a real NFL simulated offense. And yeah, this yeah. is why I promise, unless you ask me about JJ, this will be the last thing I say, but this is why I've been so high on JJ McCarthy. Mm-hmm. The kid plays in an NFL style offense, and he's not the star of the picture every game. As a matter of fact, his touchdowns and all that are down because they're so insistent upon feeding Blake Corum the ball every time they get into the goal line. Well, guess what? That's an NFL style offense. Right. You are having to operate as sometimes the second or the third fiddle because Jim Harbaugh decides he wants to run the ball and play defense. This isn't the Lincoln Riley show where we're going to put everything on the quarterback and it's going to be the circus show where you're just going to backpedal and circle around for 13 seconds. You're going to find somebody open because it's not realistic to ask defenses to cover your receivers for that long. And all of a sudden when an NFL, I shouldn't say an NFL style defense or NFL quality defense, but let's be real. Notre Dame has a solid defense. They're coached well. All of a sudden when you apply that onto the circus show offense of the USC, this is the results you get. It may have helped. It may have helped Notre Dame a little bit to go to Louisville last weekend at night and lose because then they were like, "Let's get right." You know what I'm saying? Like they may have even overlooked Louisville a little bit, looking forward to this USC matchup. Um, And Louisville went to a one-win Pittsburgh last night and lost. And I had Pittsburgh plus eight, so. I'm happy about that. <laughs> I've been I've been going through a losing streak on betting, and that one hit, and I was happy about that for sure. But uh, uh, I mean, some guys in the chat were talking about Oregon Washington. I know that was on yesterday. Beautiful. That was a really fun game, back and forth. Uh, I, I think. Well, I guess now it'd be different, but I put five dollars on Oregon to win the pack the Pac-12 because I just think they're a complete team out there they play defense and offense maybe washington uh, i could have bet washington I but i had oregon better odds three and oregon. <laughs> yesterday i got lucky as hell but, yeah uh, yeah hey man uh can we talk about the notre dame schedule because whoever put that schedule together was cruel because they open up in ireland against navy you know mm-hmm. so you got to fly to dublin you know then they played like a couple cupcakes three cupcakes in a row then they had ohio state duke louisville and usc four yeah. Four tough games in a row for the Irish. So yeah. uh, I, I mean, uh, they're. Uh, I mean, they, they probably could be, you know, a, a top team, but you know, the record's going to show differently because they played a really tough schedule. I'm not going to complain about scheduling because I'm a Kentucky fan. <laughs> right. We just played Georgia, <laughs> yeah. and then we played Missouri. Yeah. This week we're off, and then we go to play Tennessee, and then South yeah. Carolina. The right SEC. after that, the the back half of our schedule is atrocious and well, we still need one win to get bowl eligible so and not to, find get, one. not to get too far down the hole ac but like let's shift just just very briefly your conversation about the sc quarterback helmet scotty why doesn't that work I, and i'm telling you i'm not a michigan fan or anything i just like michigan's program like jim harbaugh like a lot of things they got going on i mean you to your point too that's one of my frustrating parts is that michigan's schedule is such a joke that i don't even know how much i can yeah. truly evaluate because they're not playing anybody for a long ass time they're playing Michigan State next week, so I guess that would be maybe the first one, like maybe. Yeah. And so, and then you got to think they have the coach in transition, so there's a lot of questions there. But that, to your point, AC, is what kind of the issue is when we talk about helmet scouting with like Ohio State quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say, again, I don't believe in helmet scouting, but the Big Ten, as much as it's quality football, it's Midwest football, there is also a sense there, too, that whether we like it or not, I don't think this is good for, for college football, but the Big Ten has. 
maybe two or three legitimate contenders every year. And so you have these teams like, oh, and it's not that Ohio State's naturally better, but they get the better recruits. Uh-huh. So then all of a sudden when you're yeah. playing with the better recruits and you get your quarterback in there and he's playing against the other Big Ten opponents, it's not nearly the same. And that's, you know, somebody. And, and it helps. It helps. You talked about um, the high school pipelines, California, yep. Texas, uh, Florida. Ohio is one of those places, too, and Michigan's becoming one of those places. And a lot of those schools, it's very easy for them to go into their backyard and pick up a kid that's cheered for them their entire life and offer them a scholarship, and they're just going to take it. Kentucky has to – that's how Mark Stoops has built this program. He goes up to Ohio where he's from. But if if they have an Ohio State offer, they're not coming to Kentucky. Like Benny Snell grew up – a Ohio State fan had the jersey, all that, but they never offered him. So we went up there and offered him, and he became Kentucky's all-time leading rusher. Those that's that's why when we play teams like a Georgia or an Alabama, who we're going to play later this this year, uh, that's why we can't compete with them because they are getting five-star recruits in their backyard in a pipeline. Georgia is becoming one of those states as well, and yeah. and we have to go out of our jurisdiction really and 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 get the crumbs that's left from ohio state really and it's 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 a travesty and it's a problem and oh i know we're not a college football podcast so i'll get off this in just a second right it's just unfortunately there's also no impetus to ever change that if i'm a kid coming up why would i ever want to go to temple why would i want to go to respectfully iowa you've not shown me anything of a reason to like you know why why i would rather go to ever and it's not that it has to be penn state or ohio state or sc or Bama or Georgia, but I fuck and all due respect, AC. I truly mean it's not like anything against Kentucky, but I'd rather go play for the fucking Gators before I played for for Kentucky. What has Kentucky shown me? The Gators yeah, are relevant. Like, it's just there's these pipelines that the, the process to try to break through and actually get some of this talent elsewhere is so hard to do. And yeah. I mean, the last thing I'll say is really credit to Kirby Smart in Georgia. That's actually what nobody talks about, but that's why Alabama has seen a decline is because Kirby Smart has found a way to break in and take a lot of those talent pools that were just filtering into Bama, and he's got them to sway over to Georgia. And that is a direct reflect on why Bama is not nearly the powerhouse that they've yeah. been in so many years before. Yeah, and uh, before before we get off college, I just want to say, uh, you know, Drake May has looked really good, but his brother tore my – Kentucky Wildcat hard out years ago, so I just have a bias against that kid. Um, but uh, maybe unless maybe he's, he's in good. a Bears uniform, right? But the thing is, the quarterback that we have in a Bears uniform right now seems to have turned the corner. Is playing really well. The downfield throws, he's actually taking them. Uh, he can still run, so don't get it twisted. I'll be watching for that today. I think they're going to try and cover up DJ Moore, uh, and you know. Brian Flores likes to likes to blitz Jordan. He yeah. I think he blitzes sixty percent of the time. So yep. if Justin can gotta get out, blitz. maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll see a big run from Justin today. I feel like uh, we got to get. He's got to run, Aaron, because uh, Minnesota's allowing sixty six yards rushing per game. You know, one of the tops in the NFL run defense. So yeah, you gotta. Uh, we, we're gonna have to throw. Yeah, you know, we're, we're the, banged up at wide receiver. The bottom three passing defenses in the league are Denver, who we should have beat, and then I think us. And then the third one is the Vikings. The yeah. Vikings, they have Harrison Smith, but that's 
I mean, I, I like uh, who they bring in. Byron Smith, they brought him in, correct? I liked him a lot, but uh, he's just not uh, – I haven't seen him do anything other than getting ran over by Baker Mayfield and telling him to hit the weight room. That's the only thing I've seen from him this year, which is surprising to me. Um, but uh, I, th- I think we should get into this game a little bit more. Yeah. Running back position is hurt this week. Uh, Roshan's out. Um, Khalil Herbert hit the IR. Uh, yesterday, I, th- I don't know why what took him so long to finally put him on. Homer's got a hamstring, right? Homer's out, so you've got Deontay Foreman. Damn thankfully, Tim he has, yeah, thankfully, he has starting history, so he yeah. has been the He's RB1 before. Uh, and, and and yeah, we brought in Darrington Evans off the Dolphins practice squad who knows the offense, he was here last year, so. Uh, I don't know how much they're going to lean on him, but if it is a sloppy, rainy day, there's probably going to be a lot on Deontay Foreman today, I think. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I love Foreman. I, I mean, what do, what, do, what do we have? Do we promote Burns from the practice squad or no? Burns. Uh, yeah. Was it Josh Burns? Like that. Is that his name? Uh, Robert Burns. Robert Burns. Yeah, that kid could run hard. I mean, if, if we just have Foreman and Aaron to, uh, uh, Evans, Darrington Evans, uh, we're in for a long day. I mean, but they, they have to throw, and I'm worried a little bit about the 14-mile-an-hour winds uh, mm. today at Soldier Field. I know we're not going to get the rain. That's a blessing. But uh, if if we can't throw, we're, we're going to have a hard time running. I'm glad that they they finally are giving Foreman a chance. That, that dude's a beast, man. He runs hard. He catches the ball, too, out of the backfield. So we're going to have to hit him on screen, screen passes. He's going to have to be involved in the passing game because, like I said, Minnesota has a really good – rush defense you know they're yeah. gonna they're gonna force justin fields to throw and if it's windy they're gonna they're gonna have some success but yeah i i still like the over in this game i think there'll be some points uh but uh uh the uh i think the bears this is a bears game that they one they can win now yeah. I, I said uh last was it last weekend this team could be three and two you know yeah. they're having a much different conversation if mm-hmm. it was Absolutely. you know well, one and four as it is, and uh, you know you talked about Justin Fields. Now he's starting to uh, turn the corner, as you said. Uh, a lot of that, I mean, feel it, it was very public growing pains. I think Jordan will agree with me that you know he came out and he said, "I got to be me," and he didn't want to throw to his spot. You know, he, he didn't want to uh, uh, fit into the timing uh, of Getzi's offense, the timing elements of uh, uh, receivers having to be in a spot, and, and receivers probably weren't on the same page. They. they they got rid of Claypool because he, you know, he didn't, didn't, probably didn't know the, the playbook as well as he should. Hey, he looks like a vending machine down there in Miami. They said <laughs> <laughs> vending machines don't move. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, uh, there was there was a, a lot of talk about Justin Fields having to uh, have a have a have his receiver be so wide open. You know, and that that's not mm. the NFL. The NFL right. opens a bunch. You can't just wait to see. For, uh, if we're not Kansas City. We're like Travis Kelsey is going to go to a spot you know, the right. soft spot in the zone and, and sit there and he's always open as Patrick Mahomes run around and, and avoid the, avoid the sack and pressure, you know, making mm-hmm. plays, extending the play. And there's Kelsey finding the soft spot. Boom. That's what they do. You know, we're not to that point yet, Jordan. No, no. It, <clears throat> you know, it's tough fellas because I, and, and I know we call myself the cynic. I'm not here to totally, uh, you know, diminish what Justin Fields has done. And I think he's obviously shown a clear improvement but I also think that there's a lot of, you know, I don't want to say cause for concern, but tail of the tape where it's a little, it's a little questionable. I mean, look, the reality is all the, most of those comp- completed passes to DJ Moore against Washington, none of them really came over the middle of the field. There weren't a lot of middle of the field throws. 
and I get it. Like, let the kid play how he wants to play it. I'm throwing he wants to throw. But at some point, you're not going to have those options. I mean, you talk about mm. certain plays where it's rolling off of the fingertips of a DB and DJ Moore's hands, and you're watching DJ Moore do his job, which credit to DJ Moore, and that's why you bring a guy like him in. I think that you're seeing a lot of – I don't know if it's, you know, Getsy telling him or Fields is just feeling himself to do it, but it feels like there's a lot of forced – aggression to say i don't care if anybody else is open you just deliver it to dj Moore. just throw it to dj Moore. i don't care what happens and maybe that's what you got to do but i also think that it's just a you know cause weary weary is what you could call me for now like i need to see it a little more i think that this game's really and see i see jay sanders saying he's still hating no i'm not hating i just think that you know i think i think you're correct though we all need to see it a little more i mean you're talking about if you have to make a financial investment in Justin Fields, the price starts at $40 million for a starting quarterback these days. So you have to if, – if you don't like what you saw in Caleb Williams yesterday, and, and that's a small that's a small portion yeah, it's one of, game. His, of his whole career. Justin Fields did have a three-point as Great well point. against Indiana. So – so if you if you, if you're moving forward with him as your quarterback, then you're having to make a financial investment. You have to see more than two games against two of the worst defenses in the league who give up. You, you know the Commanders gave up a ton of points. They, yeah, they took Philly to overtime, but that was a thirty-four to thirty-four tie. So it's yes. not like they weren't giving up points. Letdown spot. Um, Absolutely. Um, but I wanted to bring up Matthew Fulcheesi here talking about can the whole line block this D line. I before last Thursday, I would have said absolutely not. But we went up against Chase Young, uh, Deron Payne, uh, Jonathan Allen, who should have been freaking fined and flagged for that bullshit tackle he did on Justin Fields and Montrez Sweat. And we held our own. They only had two, maybe three sacks or something like that. Our defense actually had more sacks. Now, granted, Sam Howell is the most sacked quarterback in the league this year up to this point. But I, I I really like the way this offensive line is starting to gel, and I love <laughs> Jordan. I know you love this guy. Tevin Jenkins has showed up and 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 balled out. Like I don't know how else to say it. He is showing up and he is saying, "This is why I was drafted," and he is burying dudes. And we saw that all over his college tape. We're starting to see it on his NFL tape. And I love it. I just hope the guy can stay healthy because if he can, I think he is a stalwart at the left guard position. Maybe he's not a top tackle, but I really think him in a phone booth fighting somebody, give me Tevin all day long. And we've seen it for years. Jordan, I'm sure you're excited about Tevin. Can you tell me about this old line? No, I love, love Tevin Jenkins. I mean, my, Ed, we don't, I won't go back to Justin Fields just yet, but you did such a great job as he talked about financials because Right. I, I know that, fa- and I'm not blaming Chad or anybody, any of us fans. You want to live life on a week to week, game by game basis, but you also try to take a step back occasionally and think about the team moving forward and what are the long term prospects. And so I love a guy like Tevin Jenkins. I just also think that Tevin Jenkins has yet to ever show that he can be sustained uh, as a healthy player. And so you know you're you got a situation with him coming up where what does he have another one year of contract after this? Like now is the real time for him to show that. He needs to stay healthy, but absolutely, there's no qualms about him. When he's on the field, he's a glass eater. He's a he's a junkyard dog. Like it's everything that we like, and and what everybody should like about their offensive lineman. Uh, so he's a solid player, and I'd like to see him get worked into the the um, the rotation a bit more if they're going to hopefully start him. Mm-hmm. Obviously, at center, center's the weak spot. And I put yeah, I was up. just about to say that. 
I mean, I, mean, I want to talk, talk about, about the injuries along the offensive line. You know, Lucas Patrick, yeah, yeah. white hair is going to be at center, I think, tonight. Well, Kramer's back finally. Kramer's back. We haven't given Feeney a chance. You know, I, I, I kind of like the junkyard dog, Feeney. You know, I want him in there. He's a veteran. You know, I, I mean, I mean he's not he's not that I know the Bears run the zone blocking steam and the guy doesn't have the wheels to get out and some let's give him a chance, you know, before we before mm-hmm. we just write him off, you know. Right. I mean we traded for the guy, so obviously they saw yeah. something in him. You know, they're not just gonna something in their pro pro scout department said we like this guy, yeah, and he's worth giving up a draft pick for. So obviously there's something there. With Feeney, um, I do worry about Whitehair. He had a couple of snaps where Justin saved his fucking ass last Thursday, where he's grabbing it up here and then he runs forward for three or four yards. Like if it's wet out there, is is Whitehair going to be able to get? Oh, yeah. He's still doing the thing where he holds the ball this way and then almost flips it up and it hits his ass on the way back. Like I don't know if that's a coaching issue or if that's just what he's comfortable doing. Either way. It's not going to be pretty if it's wet grass out there, in my in my opinion, especially yep. when you're down to your – like I said, Foreman's a, a starter, bat, was a starter, but he's your third-string running back. Like, that's who you're if, – if it's wet, man, you got you to worry about ball security. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but, yeah, the, the, the center of the offensive line is the weak point. I'm highly encouraged by what I saw from Larry Borum. I know some people are still shitting on him, but, I mean, he went one-on-one with Chase Young a lot last week, and I think he gave up a sack. Like, this is your swing tackle. This is your backup that plays both positions, and he's playing against a number one overall pick and gave up a sack. Like, that's incredible. And and I'm I'm vice president of the – Braxton Jones fan club. If if Skonks <laughs> is in the chat, he's he's still the president of it, uh, and I still love him. But uh, it's it's going to be hard for me to just hand him back the keys when Larry Borum's playing the way he's been playing, fellas. Uh, does anyone agree? Or I can't believe uh, you're talking like this about a Missouri player. I know. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I, I think, there you go. <laughs> I think Larry Borum has, has has acquitted himself quite well as the swing tackle. Uh, to be clear, I mean, this is no, – I'm not blaming you of this, AC, but, you know, for anybody box score scout, they're going to be like, oh, only one sack. And uh, to be fair, the tape was a lot more rough than that. Like, they, he was giving up a lot of pressures. But I also take this into consideration of, you know, the circumstances. Like, he is the swing tackle. He is playing with, you know, less time and, and chemistry built with this squad than the others on the line. He is facing Chase Young on a revitalization season where he looks healthy again. Like you do have to take all that into consideration. So I don't know if I'd necessarily say, oh, you got the job over over Braxton Jones, but he has acquitted himself well. Nate Davis looks fantastic. And I'm glad like I'm gonna keep putting that one down. Like I'm glad that Bears fans are just shut the fuck up about it because Nate Davis, man, you're not allowed to have bereavement, man. Yeah, God forbid somebody dies. Yeah, you're it's... you're not allowed to not, not allowed to I, grieve I think, in a few I think weeks. Part out. of that Part of that was on the Bears organization because we didn't know what was going on. We, there was rumors. There was rumors that this is what happened, but we didn't. And I still don't know if they've come out and said, yes, this is what happened. His mother passed away. I think we just found out that his mother passed away. And then we, and then we all were like, okay, now I feel like an asshole for saying something. But when, when you're trying to build an offense, a brand new offense, a brand new offensive line, you want them all to gel together. And here it is in the fourth game. They're finally looking okay. What if these guys would have played in the preseason? 
You know what I'm saying? Then you're then you're hitting the ground running against the Packers week one, which is a game we freaking needed. I mean, the Packers look awful now. Now, hopefully they win a couple more games and they finish in the middle of the draft and they don't get a generational talent at quarterback again. But, like, Jordan Love looks awful. Like, he just looks terrible. And and I, I never thought I'd see the day where we have the better quarterback than them. And But it looks like it to me right now. and it, it does look like it. No, you're spot um, on. I think, <clears throat> realistically speaking, and, I mean, it, it, you look at it two different ways. I think if you were looking to build, take a single quarterback from the NFC North and project him out for the next few years, you're probably taking Justin Fields, no question about it. Right now, presently, and, you know, again, you can't wipe away the first three games, but I think to me, you're probably taking, for the rest of the season, you're either taking Justin Fields or Jared Goff. And Jared Goff's a, a tough one because he's in a great situation and he's he's got a lot of things going well for him and a good offensive coordinator, but um again i still probably give him the nod just because it's been a really clean good year for jared goff you've seen what he can do when the situation's right Mm -hmm. but right after him i mean i'm certainly not not put hitching my horse to jared uh jared love jordan love um ahead of uh you know justin fields or kirk cousins who uh, you know kirk cousins is kirk cousins we all know what he is so uh, that's that's i think why you see so many people you know harnessing down to justin fields and i see you know team the team fields or whatever in the chat i mean that's the reality is and it's tough because the kids play 30 games. I, I, at some point, you got to go like, you know what he is. But I do think right now you can still say that there's still some room left to, to say, I don't exactly know the book on Justin Fields yet. It's still mm-hmm. not fully written where a lot of these fair, other guys, like Jared that's Goff totally has the book fair. written. You know, yeah. uh, Kirk Cousins has the book written. Jared uh, Jordan Love doesn't. But, you know, it's uh, that's why I think that, you know. You're well, Jared situation. Goff's on the sequel of his book. I mean, his first book yep. was in L.A. You know, he took them to the Super yep. Bowl. So yep. he's on his he's on his sequel. Uh, and, it, and, and it looks the same. And this is what I mean yeah, when you say, yeah. like, sometimes you got to go, like, I know what a guy is. Like, Jared right. Goff looks great because there's a lot of play action. There's a good running game. It's yeah, a lot of good easy, receivers. easy dimed up options over the middle. And then they tell Jared, if it's not open over the middle, you check it down. And this is exactly what worked for Sean McVay in LA with Jared Goff. Like it's sometimes you just you're too close to the forest to see the trees, but you know what a guy is. And Jared Goff is Jared Goff. That's Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. Like it's and it, when you have that, that's where I think I feel confident to say, hey, if you're if you're looking for a quarterback in the North, sign me up for Justin Fields on a long term view. This season, that's yeah, maybe good. I don't want to take Justin Fields. Maybe I'll take Jared Goff or something. But over the long term, yes, Justin Fields is probably your best option. That's that's KB. the question. You know. KB, welcome back, man. I think you got a call out there. Uh, I heard, I, I thought I heard a siren, and you hopped out, so I just assumed that that's what had happened. Um, so we talked a little bit about the running back. Uh, we talked a little about the old line. It sounds like you're chopping up when you talk. Can you speak for a second? Robot. Yeah. Mr. Roboto. <laughs> you got sucked into the matrix, brother. <laughs> you know. Can- can we go back to the Nate Davis thing for a second? Yeah, because uh, we had uh, and and uh, uh, the the Bears PR department has to take a, a hit on this because the, I don't know whether there's been a season with more scandal for a Bears team. Allen Williams, Chase Claypool, Nate Davis—they didn't handle the Nate Davis thing. I know someone in there said that maybe he didn't want it to be known. But if you remember when we when uh, Nate Davis came to town, there was one story where uh, uh, they had put up some film of Nate Davis with all of his loafs, and he took it personally. 
And uh, Matt Eberflus had to take him out to dinner and sit down with them and say, hey, don't take it personally. We want you to get better as a player. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know whether Matt Eberflus handled it uh, the way uh, you'd like it to be handled. But uh, the kid probably, you know, he, he took it personally. Like, hey, these guys are calling out my game. And now you see he's starting to put together uh, the tape that we, we thought we'd see when, when we signed him as a free agent. But uh, as I said, uh, this whole season has been a ton of scandal. When the Bears got out of town, they got away from uh, the scandal and went out and focused to play a good game, complete game against the Commanders. We have mm-hmm. to be careful we don't fall apart in the second half because if I were to make a bold prediction about this game, I'd say Kirk Cousin is going to have a chance to either tie it or take the lead at the end of the game. I hate to say it, but I mean, this, this game is a three-point spread, so they're expecting it to be close. You know, yeah. we, we just have to hope that Kirk Cousins chokes again. You know, and a, lot, a lot of people don't know Kirk Cousins, a local Chicago kid, went to Barrington High School mm-hmm. uh, in the north uh, northwest suburbs of Chicago. So uh, well, I got this game at plus three before yep. it dropped to two and a half. Uh, yep. I, I went ahead and parlayed plus three money line and the over. Yep. Uh, so that, that gives me a little bit of and, and I think without Justin Jefferson, it'll be interesting to see what the Vikings offense is able to do without that main piece. We had a lot of young guys in the secondary last Thursday step up and play big. I think Terrell Smith is hurt, though. That hurts. Uh, and and uh, Stevenson played really well against Terry McLaurin, other than a couple of penalties. I mean, he's getting handsy, but you're going up against one of the best receivers in the NFL, you know, I, for for all of his yeah. – I, I know he's underrated a lot, but Terry McLaurin is great. He does yep. everything for for the for the commanders, uh, but he him. held his Mark, own Mark out the checks there. in the mail. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and how, how do I how do I sound? You sound good sound now. Yeah, all right. Give us some uh, give us some commentary, bro. <laughs> I know you want to oh, say shit. something. I, oh man, where where were we at? Uh, well, we've we've talked damn. running back. We've we talked talk line. We've talked a little now. Justin Fields, and now I thought we'd talk a little Vikings. And unless you yeah. want to cover one of the previous topics, because oh, I know you were out. Uh, far as far as running backs go, got a let's see. I want to see what's the weather. At the- <laughs> Hell, it might be just a little cold. Uh, it's eh, eh, you might get sun. Who knows? It might rain. Who knows? It's Chicago. You're right off. You're right <laughs> off. You love off Lake Michigan, man. Ain't no telling. We get all kind of weather out here. You're the closest, <laughs> you know, to the to the to the soldier yeah. field. That's that's what I'm saying. In this area, bro, it's it's all four seasons at once. Hell, I wouldn't be surprised if it snowed at some point today. So uh <laughs> but as far as everything else, man, running back, we'd love to see what uh, Foreman does today. Uh, I was I was actually kind of excited when we signed the guy, mm-hmm. so I would love to see him play well today. Uh, let's see what else. Eh, quarterback. Let's see what let's see what Fields does, man. If they come out with the same game plan that they've had the past two games, I expect him to put up nothing. That's I mean, it's as simple as that. Uh, and also going toward this uh, thing with Justin Jefferson not being in. With Justin Jefferson not being me, you don't have to focus in on one person, right? You can kind of you can kind of spread the defense out and say, "Hey, man, we can play more. We play freer instead of saying we have to dedicate, you know, say two or three people on one side to say, "Hey, we have to take him away." Mm-hmm. So, 
He went Dr. Robotnik on us again. You there. sounded like one of those people that has lung cancer where you got to put the thing to you. <laughs> All right. Aldo, Aldo's got the uh, the play for us. No, I can't hear you at all now. <laughs> you have to go into your settings and change your microphone to the one on your computer. Okay. Oh, there we go. It's got to sound good now. Here we go. I, I just took my headphones out. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> but no, nah, man, you can you can spread the field out, man. You can play. Uh, you can play freer, man. Uh, you don't have to. You know, what I'm saying focus too much on Justin Jefferson since he's not there. I mean, Addison. Don't tell me y'all can't hear me again, man. No, we hear you. I'm just no, looking at the chat. His microphone caught on fire. The chat's lighting me up. Not, not my microphone caught on fire. Oh, Lord. I call you Decepticon. <laughs> hey, man, I take this. Hey, man, we rock team Decepticon over here, baby. <laughs> no, I'll I, I look for us to play a little free today. Hopefully they uh they dial up the blitz on Kirk Cousins because, he, you know, he he's never played well under, under pressure. Hey, there Brain you go with the Darnell. <laughs> oh, he got Sam Ward. I was about to say Darnell Wright. That's 58. I'm tripping. Hey, man, look. It's one of them days, bro. <laughs> I, I, I ain't hey, bought man, Darnell Wright yet, but I do. Y'all like killing me on my headphones, bro. Look, I, I left my cord ones at the house, it's man. That's a dollar tree headphones. Bluetooth. <laughs> the Bluetooth to the, to, the, to, the, to the shit, man. Damn, bro. Don't kill me, man. That's a dollar tree headphones. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, hurting my feelings, man. Hurting my feelings. <laughs> but yeah, bro. Now, but we caught up now, so go go on here. Yeah, yeah. I think the big thing is, like I said, Justin Jefferson and 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 him not being there is a big. I mean, and and I know it came out yesterday that Kirk Cousins was not going to waive his trade clause, so he's going to be a Viking the rest of the year. Uh, they're going to ride it out with him, uh, but. It does not look good in Minnesota. I mean, and it's all one-score games. Like last year, they won 11 one-score games. They were the only How long team... has he been in Minnesota? Do you guys know? Long enough to get multiple extensions. Four, I mean, they five just years. Years. Five years? Five years. I mean, yeah. He's got like five. He's got like Philip Rivers kids. <laughs> you know, he's got like a <laughs> bunch of kids. They're probably happy. You know, they're settled into what? their schools, the wife, everything, you know? Did you hear? Uh, I think Justin Jefferson had came out and said that he was going to watch tape with Kirk, and Kirk picked him up in a minivan, and he was like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't watch the Netflix show, but apparently it showed Kirk in a, it, in a. You need to watch it, yeah. It, I'm, tell, I'm not even like the biggest Kirk Cousins fan, but after watching it, I, I am a big Kirk Cousins fan. Like, I respect the man. Yeah. I, I don't think he's a great quarterback, but he's, uh, he doesn't get enough love. They showed him. Yeah. Uh, showed him at the Twins game, and like you know, he was like, he was just yes. sat in the sat in the in the in the bleachers like a normal fan, and uh, uh, other fans have finally discovered he was there, and you know, he they were really cool. I don't know if uh, it's I think true he's that the hate. guy that's gonna when he does retire because he's made so much money. He's really done it the smart way. A lot of these players want long term extensions. Kirk just says. Just give me one or two years, and then we'll revisit this. And he's, gonna, he's making right. a ton of money, Kirk and he doesn't—he's like the yeah. the king of Cole's cash, is what I've heard. So he's going to live off this money when he retires. You are not going to see Kirk begging for a job when he does finally retire. He's going to ride off into the sunset. Maybe he'll do what Philip Rivers did and go be a high school coach somewhere. 
<laughs> his family is wealthy though his parents i mean barrington's one of the wealthiest suburbs in the chicago area and if i remember stories his his uh parents were fairly well off his his dad was a football coach so he, good family i mean all that yeah he's a good, good guy that's what i'm saying like i don't necessarily think i watched the show and was like man he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league it's just you walk away from that show watching kirk cousins and he's a wholesome dude and i was you gonna say yeah. you get real good vibes from from the kirk cousin thing a low-key the the show made me have a better appreciation for who he is as a person. Yeah. So I, I definitely – I get what you're saying. He he, oh. see, he comes off as a really genuine guy. I heard that little beep. Someone, someone's Speaking back of a here. a genuine guy and a great person, live at the tailgate, our man C-Dub got him a solo cup. What's going on, fellas? How you doing, fellas? Doing great. A nice bloody Mary. We're just gonna have something to eat, and then we've got to go meet somebody uh, from Chicago Bears for a for an interview. <laughs> oh, no, are you doing the lunch with Larry today? Correct. So you're right, mate. <laughs> Larry Mayer. All right, man. Yeah, That's the, awesome. the, the photographers they want us there in our seats at like 11:30 to do some some photo shoots, and then they want she's gonna hang out there until um until the game starts and get some more photo shots for the uh, for the Bears website. Superstar Chris Wallace. We gotta change his name now. Yeah, and don't, don't worry, fellas. You'll all get a mention in the uh, interview. Let's so, go. Uh, you're not gonna get left out, mate. <laughs> they probably won't put it in the damn Let's paper just like they didn't give to the Fox News. Yeah, <laughs> you're probably right. They won't put the. Oh, that there guy's go. got almost my beard. Look at him. <laughs> get him up there, bit. See what's going on there. Look at that. Nice. Tailgate. Yeah. That was skinny Santa Claus, wasn't it? Man, I could smell the sausages grilling from here. Bro, oh, yeah, look at I, this. I can't wait till next week, good, man. Look at this spread. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Breakfast there. Oh, What's that? Hash browns? Sausage and hash browns? Yeah, breakfast time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Got some burgers in there? Show me the burgers. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. dude. Y'all are right, hungry man. over here. Nice, man. <laughs> <laughs> What better to have yeah. uh, tailgating on the, than on the Barfly Tailgate Show? Exactly. Absolutely. I, I just, I'm absolutely. a for boys, you know what I mean? I'm, I actually bring a real tailgate to the tailgate show. <laughs> what, uh, yeah, what, yeah. Which lot exactly. are you guys in? It's absolutely awesome, boys. And the good thing is that I'm going to be doing this for you guys next week, which is going to be mind-blowing. So, uh, yeah, can't wait for next week. Uh, see you on the flesh and give you a big hug. And, uh, yeah, this is so fucking surreal, man. I can't get words out of my mind. It's so weird. It's so brilliant and awesome. But it's, it's so, so surreal. But it's uh, an amazing experience so far. It's really awesome, dude. Uh, what's, the, what's the weather like out there, fellas? It's good. It's, uh, no, there's not much wind. There's no rain. So it should be all right here in time. I wore whatever I wore a hoodie and I almost feel like I should take it off. <laughs> Beautiful. That's awesome. Which uh, which which lot are you guys in? It's hard to hear you guys. I hope it's not too loud for you. Oh, it's 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 good over here. Which lot which lot are you guys hanging out at? <laughs> We're, we're gonna we're gonna grab something to eat here, and then we have to head to the stadium so that uh, you can check everything out before you know gets too packed. And then um, then we'll be we'll be sitting with uh, 
the, the photographer for Chicago yeah, Bears, so pretty cool. Guys. All right, all right, fellas. Thank you, and everyone. Johnson, yeah. Hopefully, the beer is cold. So funny. So thank you guys for being a part of making this happen. Yeah. 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 Bear down, guys. And that double comes to me. Yeah. Everybody who sought for any money towards, uh, you know, for me coming over, uh, we made this like short middle-aged Yorkshireman's life. Really, really good. Container. And uh, God bless you all. And uh, bear down, man. Oh, that's awesome. Now you got me up here by myself. What's going on? There <laughs> I got it is. You. Oh, that's crazy. I was trying Secret. to get you know, uh, Watts up here and us along the side, but it wouldn't wouldn't let me. Yeah, yeah. I kept seeing you hitting the, the layout down there. It wasn't it wasn't uh when going was through. I don't know yeah. what was going on, but uh that's awesome to have him in town. The, the food looked amazing. Got me hungry over here now. We'll have to figure out what we're doing next week. I hit up uh, Mike Schaefer, former tailgate show co-host. Unfortunately, it's his – well, I mean, fortunate for him, but unfortunately for us, it's his anniversary. So he doesn't – he's not going to be there next weekend when we get there. So we'll have to figure something out. How we're gonna tailgate and what all that what all that entails, what's going on out there? But uh, man, it's it's awesome to see Chris Watts over. That's uh, I know he's wanted to do it for forty years. He said, you know, and and to finally get over here and and to shout out to Mister Shorty for uh, showing him around and you know taking him to Portillo's. Hopefully, he gets a pizza tonight. Um, I try to tell him to take him up by Wrigleyville. I know the Cubs aren't playing, but Wrigleyville in itself is just a it's an experience and i feel like that's the way the bears are gonna build up arlington heights if they ever get out there and actually start doing that stuff which i'm excited for that but uh yeah that's that's awesome uh if you guys want to give some thoughts on uh chris watts coming across the pond it's awesome man it's awesome it's uh yeah. it's you know dreams come true for for people and uh i think it's well deserved it's you know, and then like I said, I'm just enjoying the fact that he's coming up clear. We could hear him, <laughs> for, right. you know, relatively quick. It's a it's a different world, but no, we're excited for Chris, and uh, I know he's going to have a good time. And I, I think as we kind of break go into this game a little further, it's going to be an exciting one, one way or the other. I was going to say your boy, your boy out there in 4K, man. You you can see all the hairs on his chin, boy. That's how good that <laughs> video the video looked. You know what I'm saying? You can hear him clear. Oh, I love it. I love it. There was but no, no there was no. Uh... Delay. delay or anything just... <laughs> you take some of that internet back with him man <laughs> but no man it's it, it's it's nice to see him light up man you can see that he's genuinely happy man and I, that's that's all that we are we all can ask for man just to see him genuinely happy to be around all those people that you pretty much just been talking to for years on years on on computer and shit so i mean it's it's a good feeling man i'm happy to see one of our one of our own doing just just happy you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. it ain't been a lot to be happy about but <laughs> <laughs> yeah what, what about you too how are you feeling about chris watts finally being in man, i love it i i thought he was coming next weekend though but he's coming for both he's gonna yep. he came this weekend and hung out with mr shorty and next weekend okay. he's gonna hang out with aldo uh i'll be coming in saturday uh we haven't worked out all too. the we haven't worked out all the plans yet but uh i'll probably 
uh, go see what Aldo's got going on. Like I said, Kentucky don't play next Saturday, so I, I ain't got no plans for next Saturday. <laughs> yeah. It's like a six-hour drive for me, but I'll try and make it Same. out there. Yep. Oh, there goes my garage. Um, I don't know if you guys can hear that or not. Uh, a little bit. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll move on uh, and talk a little bit more about this game um, and, and what we think. What are you We're guys really catching a break with, with Justin Jefferson out? Right, right. Yeah, you really are. You know? <laughs> Although really I will say, catching a break. I, you, you're not wrong, too, Chen. I absolutely agree. I mean, he's arguably the best non quarterback in the league, one of the best players definitively. Yeah. Uh, so you're absolutely getting to ca- catching a break on that. But I also think, unless, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't have their inactives today, but I also wouldn't tell people to just assume that that, that Vikings offense is a one man show with Justin Jefferson. KJ Osborne can go off on any given day. Jordan Addison's only getting more comfortable. And uh, the TJ Hawkins, I know TJ Hawkinson gets a lot That's of flack, but TJ Hawkinson's been a solid, productive player uh, when he's been with the Vikings. Yeah, and I see you pointing to the Iowa. Yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> we, we make tight ends out here, Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. Bears never draft him. We're going to see because the thing that he wasn't is he wasn't a transformative player in Detroit when they didn't have a star receiver taking the shine. So we'll see if he can be the traditional Hawkinson yep. today when Jefferson's out. But I'm just saying, KJ Osborne, uh, Jordan Addison, those guys can yeah. can eat. I mean, look no further. I'm a I'm not a Jordan Addison fantasy owner. Not that he's lighting it up, but it seems like for most weeks he usually gets one big touchdown catch. So uh, we'll see how. You know, the good news is uh, to your point too. You're catching the break with Jefferson out. You're yep. also catching a break because you're getting Jalen Johnson back, Kyler Gordon yep. back. You're hoping that we can kind of put a blanket or a roof on top of this Vikings. Uh, That's the thing. It's like uh, uh, Jordan Addison is a zone buster. You know, top five in the NFL versus zone coverage. So we really, I mean, it would it would help the Bears to play a little man on on guys like uh, Addison and, and Osborne. But uh, you know, uh, we'll see how stubborn Eberflus is and sticking to his defense. Uh, AC. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, oh, we did yeah. see Eddie out still. Yeah, uh, I believe that, uh, Eddie is out. Yeah. Okay, I was just wondering. Hey, who's this guy? Uh, what is it? Furman. J two K, real quick. Post that again. Uh, sorry, two just real quick. J two K saying, did you see a question about Addison Carm- struggling with press? Post, post it again. I can look back in the chat Where's and see that? where it was. Uh, but it's probably what Tooch, what you were saying that Addison uh, does struggle with press. There you go. That's what I was saying. He's a zone beater. Well, we did see um, Iberflus show the ability to blitz a little bit in his last game. We'll see if that continues because that's definitely helped out our defense a lot. I mean, it sucks that it took him five weeks to finally make that adjustment, but he did make the adjustment. Um, and and Billings was out there balling on last Thursday. Uh, I – Saw him get a big breakup in the backfield. I think it was a, a tackle for loss, and I, I texted KB Zero. immediately. I was like, "Big Cuzzo!" And I took a picture of him He's when they showed him on the sideline. Uh, I'm loving, I'm loving what I'm seeing from Billings. Uh, that'll be uh, that dude. I, I, I think he needs a long term contract. I mean, we're seeing Javon Dexter. His numbers are starting to come up some, but. Uh, it's just hard to move on from a guy who, who is doing a lot, even on when we're not having good games, you know what I mean? He's still, um, he's still playing really well and doing his job. And he, he talked about that in the off season, you know, doing his one eleventh, And I was like, man, you sound like a, 
You sound like a, a military savvy vet. There. <laughs> I'm going you guys know who, who Duran Harmon is? 11-year veteran out of Rutgers on the Bears roster. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Duran Harmon. We have Duran Harmon? Yeah, he's yeah. a safety. I see him on Who the Bears roster. Well, he's on the Bears. We're in 37, according to the Bears website. It's like, yeah, I didn't know the dude, but. I was going to say, that, that's the dude that used to play for the Patriots. Yeah, he's fine. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, I know he ain't a world beater, but I didn't. Shit, you guys are talking about, about him. Being out, so. Huh. I mean, I will say, though, I think for me, don't get me wrong, the Vikings offense and versus the Bears defense will be an interesting game. But to me, the the game where the bread and butter is of this game to, and what I'll be watching for is it's the other side of the ball, the Bears offense versus this Vikings defense. Because yep. to me, I, the, the game of football always finds a way to subvert expectations. But to me, it's one of two things that's going to happen. And it's it's it, there's really no middle ground. I know where you're going. And, and because this is the thing is I actually – and I'll, I'll hit my priors and chat's going to have a roast, me, roast me here. That's fine. I said before the offseason, and this is the important part, before DJ Moore was acquired, I had said that the Vikings would blank, this Vikings defense would blank the Bears offense, meaning that they would not be able to put a point up on this Vikings defense. I think having DJ Moore's really helped that. I think the momentum, I think some of the injuries, I think, you know, I, I expected Flores to be able to get some production out of those first round picks and second round picks and Andrew Booth and Lewis seen last year, getting them ready this year. That hasn't happened. So there's some things, but I own my priors there, but I'm not even telling you that still can't happen. I don't necessarily think it's possible, but one of two things is going to occur. Flores is going to blitz. He's going to send the house. He's going to send a lot of disguises and creepers and simulated pressures, dropping safeties from the line of scrimmage back to the deep third. All of that scary shit's going to happen. It's going to be imperative for Justin Fields to do one of two things. He's either going to crumble under that pressure and throw interceptions and make foolish mistakes, and that was how you get to the, oh, they're going to blank the Bears offense, or this is the thing when you play a lot of man and Flores likes to play a lot of man and you're blitzing. If Justin Fields can get out and this is not Fochizzi's right ahead of it. <laughs> if fields can get out of the pocket and use those legs, it is going to be a gash fest. Fields is going to run for a gazillion yards because the blitz just can't get home to him and he breaks contain and it's game over. And that is, those are the two. That's the way the game has gonna go to, to. It's one or the other. To win, he has to to win. He's got to run today. I mean, he that's and to. that's the thing is, you know, we're gonna see. You're either gonna see the Olay where he does, you know, the back, the back, the back spin out of it, and all of a sudden turns forty yards out of nothing. So, yep. either that has to happen, or I do think though that, and I'll stick to that's the prior. If you can't find a way to utilize those legs, or alternatively, Tooch, he has to be able to read out the blitz and hit his hot on all of those blitzes then otherwise you're going to see a nightmarish Bears offense day. Because this is the thing, too, is it's not even just about Justin Fields and nobody's going to talk about that. The offensive line has to sort out the protection. And the problem, and this is why I love Brian Flores, is why there's no defense like it. You are never right. You cannot be right when you're playing this Vikings defense. When I put seven people on the line, it doesn't matter how you try to block it up. Somebody is always free, even if you bring your back back into block. And then on top of that, they have calls to where, oh, you're sliding this way? Great. We're going to drop those players and send off send them off the opposite side. You will never be right on this defensive front and this pressure package that, that Flores uh, deploys. So for that reason, you either need to be able to escape and be a magician and a wizard like Fields can be, or you need to be able to read your hots. That's Those, those are the ways to get out of this. 
Well, I mean, one of the things that I noticed last Thursday and a lot of people talked about it was DJ Moore had all of the yards for a wide receiver. No other wide receiver caught a pass. He was just out of reach on Mooney on a couple of balls. Uh, one of them, I think the very opening play, it looked like Mooney kind of slowed down and caused Justin to miss that throw. But on the other ones, it just seemed like he was just a little bit ahead of him. He's going to have to get that. Because uh, Brian Flores, you know, he's a Bill Belichick disciple. He's going to take what you do best and try to take that away from you. So, I, to me, that's DJ Moore. So, we're going to have to see a big money game. We're going to have to see uh, Deontay Foreman running the ball well. Some Cole Komet, who's been playing really well this year. Yeah. I think he's a top five tight end by the numbers. Uh, so, we'll have to beat them. And he's going to make us beat them in different ways. And to me – I feel like we're ready for that. I feel like Justin has progressed to that, to where he is reading defenses. He is looking off safeties. I know there's we talk about DJ Moore being wide open last last week, but some of those was Justin doing that with his eyes. He looked the safety off and then and then hit uh, then hit DJ in the corner. We're seeing these progressions by Justin, and I love to see it. Um, another thing is the Vikings will give you the ball if it's not. Kirk throwing 99-yard interceptions, it is them fumbling. They fumble yeah. a lot. And we finally saw last week, I think it was I think it was Smith, uh, stripped a guy, uh, stripped Logan Thomas and dropped down on the ball. We have to see guys punching at the ball and 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 trying to get the ball back for our offense. And I think we're gonna see that a lot. I know. You didn't really want to talk about Bears defense too much because they haven't looked great other than last week, but I feel like maybe they're turning a corner somewhat. Uh, I don't know. I don't I just, know. I'm, I'm still not, not just, a huge Eberflus fan, but it's I mean, just it's, it's just the matchup I see is the problem to me. Like, so the thing that you can really get after the Vikings on is that their offensive line is trash. Uh, it's just not in good shape, but. Again, I, I wouldn't tell you that the, the Bears have world beaters on their defensive line that are going to find a way to capitalize on that. So it's it, – oh, man, they sacked Sam Howell under time. Yeah, Sam Howell's in his fifth or sixth game and holds onto the ball longer than any other quarterback. Kirk mm -hmm. Cousins yeah, – Kirk Cousins is going to know that difference. I mean, that to me is – that's why – I'm not telling you to not, not watch that side of the game. I just don't think it's nearly as exciting or enticing because I don't think it's nearly as quality of a matchup. Uh, it doesn't mean that Kirk Cousins and the Vikings are going to beat up on the Bears defense, but I don't think you're going to see, you know, that that Vikings offensive line get demolished by this Bears one. I don't necessarily think, you know, you talk about Addison being a zone buster, uh, Hawkinson probably being able to provide some security blanket. But to your point, AC, if there is one, yeah, I mean, you're hoping that that hits philosophy comes to fruition by punching at that ball because, yeah, they the ball security has been horrendously bad uh, mm -hmm. for the Vikings. And the one thing that, I mean, it's all hocus-pocus nonsense, but the reality is, the Vikings, you know, everybody's talked about it at this point, so beating a dead horse, but you flip a coin, they were flipping the right side of the coin every game last year. Whether you yeah. want to call it luck, bad juju, whatever you want to call it, the benefit to the Bears is the Vikings can't catch a break this year, and it's all kind of – it's reverting back to the mean. Every opportunity that went your way last year is going the direct opposite for the Vikings. So, I mean, we'll see that. I think, to me, I, I Tooch brought it up earlier, I don't know how traditionally running the ball – is going to work well for you against this this Vikings defense. They load the front. Uh, so I think, you know, nobody's really talking about it, but 
a lot of this game is going to be on Luke Getze and his stubbornness. And if he decides to be creative, you understand that you're going to have to play a lot of, you're going to be playing a lot of man. So are you going to incorporate a lot of rubber outs? Um, a lot of, you know, three by ones. I, I say that too, because you're going to want that trips, that three by one formation, because I also think if, uh, to Flores's point, if Flores is worth his weight in gold and salt, you know, he's going to play cover one, double, uh, what is DJ Moore's double two, couple cover one, double Jersey number two. This is a, this is the new England uh, coverage that everybody should know. It's where essentially they take their best corner off the number one. They put their second best corner and then double him. And then they put their best corner on the number two. If, Flores is smart. He'll do that to DJ Moore. DJ Moore will have a, a bracket or a cover, uh, double coverage on him, all plays. And then you're hoping that Getsy on the other side can incorporate rubber routes and different route distributions that can hopefully free up an option. Because I know somebody had put like Justin Fields just needs to be able to read his second and third reads and stop uh, relying on DJ Moore. The problem is I just don't think he's going to have a lot of time today to mm. get to second, to second and third reads. So you've got to it's really imperative on Luke Getze to be able to design things to go, look, you're probably not going to have DJ Moore here. Don't worry about it. That's why he's on the backside. You're going to need to be able to scheme up, you know, a snag concept or a spot concept, a, a slot fade to Mooney, like take those shots because you're not going to have a lot of time to sit back there and make plays. Yeah. It, it's going to hurt without uh, Equinemius in the run game. You know, he's out with the hamstring. Uh, you got DJ Moore, Claypool's gone. Uh is uh I don't know who's starting opposite uh Moore. Is it Valus Jones? Uh, no, it's Tyler Scott. No, it'll be Tyler Scott. Scott. Okay. Yeah. I, Darnell I Mooney, know. Tyler Scott. Uh, uh, Darnell, DJ okay. Moore. I thought Darnell was injured. So yeah, Mooney and Moore will be out there. You still got those two guys, they're pretty quality. And then uh, you know, after that, we're kind of thin at wide receiver, is what that's that's my 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 point here. But uh uh Equinemius is a big help in the run game and like yeah, I said, yeah. Minnesota doesn't let you run much. You know, they're top. They're one of the top teams against the run. I mean, the only so. thing you could maybe hope for, and I, again, I, I think I'm giving too much credit to Lugetsi here, but if you are going to try to commit to that run, I'd maybe try to see if you can get a couple, like, you know, Y sneaks where you're just getting the, the tight end leaking free. Uh, you know, you're having – it's the, everybody's called the flavor of the month, but the play action where you fake the jet sweep reverse and then he dips it back to your quarterback and the – tight ends running down the uh the sideline there like find a way to because again toots you're talking about the receivers and yeah i agree that's how you're gonna have to feed the ball but uh you also want to see if you can get some of these tight ends in play and i think you're yeah. gonna need to be able to be creative to get them out and because otherwise you know they're they're gonna be eaten up by all this pressure up front so how can i find ways to weaponize my offense against that pressure find ways to get little leak uh late leaks where you know your tight ends getting out uh, screens can sometimes help, but they these DBs trigger on the ball quick. Mm. So it's you know it's going to be this is why I love Ryan Flores. Like I, the defense dictates the terms. You you as an offense don't get to sit here and go I'm going to play my game my style. That doesn't work. So um, it's all about yeah. Luke Getzey. It's about Justin Fields and how do you adjust to uh, a defense coordinator setting the tone? It's the same the on the other side. If we don't dial up pressure on Cousins, he's going to pick us yeah. apart. So Faberflus uh, better come up with something, you know, because you uh, pressure. Kirk Cousins, he'll make a mistake. You know, the thing is yeah, that uh, Minnesota's won the last four. If this team doesn't, uh, that's not motivation. Uh, you know, God, four four in a row this time has beat us. You know, we would yeah, want to break Kirk's the streak today. Kirk's not going to hang on to the ball the way Sam Howe did last week. Nope. That's for sure. So we'll have to 
come up with and, and a lot of people talk about the the DBs playing back. I, I watched it last night at Kentucky. They run the same type of defense where your DBs are in zone and you try to get home with the front four. Maybe you send a linebacker or a corner or something. But yep. when they do that, everything underneath, like they can just throw a little five yard, five yards, five yards, and 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 nick and cut you all the way down the field, yep. which is something that they'll have to adjust to. You don't have to worry about Jefferson so much taking off the top. But you do have to worry about Jordan Addison, who's fast on and off the field. So you got to worry about him, and you got to worry about Hawkinson underneath, and and all these other weapons that the Vikings have. And Kirk's going to know how to distribute it and how to attack your defense. We're getting close to our time here, fellas. So if you want to, if we'll go around the room, give me uh, hit your shout outs, uh, give me a score prediction, a bold prediction, and your most valuable Bears player today. I'll start with Jordan and go this way, uh, and I'll finish this out. Go ahead, Jordan. Uh, bold prediction, Darnell Mooney has a day like you've not seen. Um, I think he really explodes. Uh, MVP, give me uh, – Give me Justin Fields. That's fine. Uh, I think uh, he'll he'll find a way to do it again. And then because I just like I said it to me, it's I'll go just a little deep into that. I, I think that it's really hurt to not have Lewis seen make an impact, and not have Andrew Booth show up, and you're relying on uh, Byron Murphy and uh, Makai Blackman as your corners, and it's just not look great. And I think that uh, if Fields is who you think he is, he's going to find a way to bust out and make plays. Um, so that's my MVP score prediction. I got the Bears winning this. Uh, 35 to 24. I mean, it's wow, nice. I, I just, I, like I said, I mean, I, like I don't know. Maybe like, I, you know, I'm called the cynic and all this shit, but I also realize momentum helps. I think mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, let me be very clear. I'm taking a heavy bet on the mini buy on competency from Luke Getze, confidence stewing and brewing with Justin Fields, with, you know, the understanding that. DJ Moore is commanding attention, so that should free up guys like Darnell Mooney. Uh, you know, these Kyler Gordon coming back, Jalen Johnson being healthy, Tevin Jenkins starting. I'm betting on a lot of those things, and that it can absolutely backfire. But yeah. to me, when you add all those things in, that's why you see me with the whole prediction. Justin Fields, the MVP, and the Bears winning this ballgame. Yeah. Go ahead, KB. Or unless you want to do some shout-outs, Jordan. Uh, I mean, yeah, well, real quick, KB, just shout-outs to you all, all you fellas. Um, and I know we probably won't hear this, but shout-out to Chris Watts. Excited to to see somebody have their dreams made. Excited for him, and he's happy. Uh, shout-out to Dan Shorty, uh, Shortino, uh, for getting Chris Watts out there and uh, all you fellas getting to hang out with Chris next week. Um, I wish I could be there. Uh, I really do, but uh, exciting stuff. And obviously, Chet, I appreciate you all being here. Uh, you, I say this all the time, but you make this show possible. So if I could ask for just a little favor. They're about to fight each other in there, though, man. I'm going to get to that too in a second. But, uh, you know, if you could do us a favor, just like and subscribe. And uh, please, uh, you know, let more peace, more love, less less strife. Uh, I know it's it's fun to go back and forth with Don Burr and the Judah tribe. And we appreciate you all being here. But it's it's a game, fellas. And it's the Internet. You're, you're keyboard warriors at best. Let's just relax. Thank you. <laughs> go ahead, KB. Uh, first of all, I'm gonna say, uh, bold prediction. My boy Foreman has over 120 yards rushing, probably two touchdowns. Bold prediction. Uh, 
MVP, I, I am going to go with uh, Fields too. I feel like uh, Foreman playing and becoming the focus today, I think that'll help Fields out. Uh, I'm hoping that's the route they go. Um, score prediction. I say 28-17. Uh, I'll take the Bears in this one. I don't I don't think that the Vikings O-line is as good as we make it seem for them to be like, oh, Kirk Cousins to just pick us apart. I I kind of feel like theirs might be in the ballpark of the Redskins. Yeah, they got they got the one tackle that's decent. But other than that, they're just a pretty average line. So I will hope that we put pressure on Cousins because he falls under pressure. That being said, man, uh, shout outs, shout out to everybody in the chat, man. Shout out to y'all boys. And let's say I seen the Judah tribe and old boy uh, Don Berg going at it left to right and fucking hilarious. <laughs> y'all, <laughs> this entertainment for your ass. But uh, love you boys, man. Shout out to Chris Watts for being the, actually making it to Chicago and being safe on the trip. Uh, can't wait for next week, man. Absolutely. All right. Go ahead, Tooch. Very well done. Uh, yeah, the guy KB's talking about is Christian Derisaw. Uh He's number uh, one of the top in the NFL at not allowing pressure. So. Well, and I'd be just be very you clear. Know? You know, and I'm not trying to take shots at you, KB, but you said one tackle. I'm going to stand up for the Vikings here a little bit. Brian O'Neill's a motherfucker, man. Like, let's be very clear. Like, they, I sure the interior of their line's not great. The guard issue, the guards are the problem. Ed Ingram doesn't hasn't looked great. But Christian Derisaw, it, he would have been one of the few tackles. I had Rashawn Slater as a guard. I understand he's a great tackle now, but. Christian Derisaw was the only tackle I had above Tevin Jenkins coming out of that class. So Derisaw's bona fide. Brian O'Neill is one of the best best right tackles in the league. Brian O'Neill is, and then of course Garrett Bradbury. He's not special, but he's what you want for his own center. Wasn't O'Neill so, a center at Michigan State? Uh, he was a center. I don't know, but he's he was turned, the turned captain, out to be a captain of the team. Tackle. Yeah, well, I liked him for the Bears. Yeah, uh, so you know. it's just it's the guards, but I mean center's not great either, and that's where I mean. I, I, I got to let you guys get your shout outs, but Billings can eat. If, if Billings is going to play like he's always playing, then let, let big, big Andrew Billings go up against Garrett Bradbury and just wreck his life. Just give him a swirly all day. That's, that's the way that you can affect the interior of this line and interior pressures, what cooks quarterbacks. But as far as, you know, Yannick and all these other guys coming off the edge, good luck. Good luck. All right. Uh, no. I, last time I picked an MVP was uh Cole Cometti had three touchdowns versus the Broncos. <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm hot at picking MVPs. I like to go DJ Moore though in this one. I think, but I think Mooney will have a big day as well. Uh, with, uh, DJ Moore, you know, to 230 yards last week. Got I'm going to ride the hot hand here. Uh, Vikings aren't the best against wide receivers, so uh, I think that's that's a spot we can uh, we can take advantage of them. Jump, you know, it, it comes down to execution. You know, the, yeah. the, the the first four games of the season, the Bears didn't execute whether it was on defense or offense. We're close, yeah. fellas. Yeah, last week we executed. You saw the difference. Yeah. So if they don't execute today, it's going to be a long day, you know, I'll tell you, against Brian Flores' defense. I mean, but, hey, the uh, the defense has, has uh, been getting pressure for the Vikings, and, and they haven't gotten home. So, I mean, like like Jordan mm. said, it's an underrated defense. We could beat them through the air, I think. And then, like I said, Justin Fields got to escape the pocket, make some plays of his leg to soften up that defense a little yeah. bit. Um, score, I'll take – give me the Bears – 27 uh vikings 24 and i, I think uh at the end of the game kirk cousins will have a chance you know so we gotta either tie it or take the lead so uh we're gonna have to we're gonna have to buckle down i i, I don't i don't like the way the bears have played uh, other than in the commander's game in the second half 
so uh, it, it, we can't revert back to that pre-commanders game in the second half. You know, we right. have to have to execute. And uh, shout outs with chat. Shout out Chris Watts after this show. Come and uh, talk some fantasy football in the chat room with uh, uh, the goon and, and Adam Shaw, myself. Uh, we'll be doing that. And, uh, weekend sports betting tips for every Friday night at 7 for the barroom. Giving out some uh, free plays for the weekend. Uh, and then uh, go Bears. That's it. Go Bears. All right. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, shout out to you fellas for coming on with me uh, every week and talking Bears, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. We are, we are here week in and week out of the NFL season, and and I, I couldn't I couldn't imagine spending my Sunday morning any other way. Uh, shout out to Chris Watts at the tailgate, hanging out with Dan. They sent me a picture. Uh, I haven't been able to look at it yet because I've been on the show, uh, but he sent me a picture from the tailgate, so that was really cool. Um, shout out to the chat, man. They've been going at each other, Don Burr and, and the Ghost of Judah <laughs> Tribe. I've really been going back and forth. Jay Sanders has been in there. Fochizi has been in there all day, uh, giving good comments and, and really helping us along in this show with good content for sure. Uh, we, lo- we love you guys. If you could just hit the like on your way out uh, or, or something, we appreciate it. And subscribe to the bar room where, just like Tooch said, right after we get off here, he's going to help you set your fantasy lineup. Uh, and then at halftime and after the game, you've got shows here on the Barroom Network where they'll talk about everything they saw. Hopefully it's good things because I love it when John Buffon gets fired up after when the Bears are, are playing really well or if they're losing. I mean, he's just good content either way. John, John Buffon is. Uh, and uh, I think Coach T comes on there after the after the show as well. He's been a, a terrific add to the Barroom. I really like a lot of the stuff he has to say and – breaking it down analytically. He's an offensive-minded coach, I believe, at uh, I'm assuming a high school level or something. I'm not really sure all of his background, but he is offensive-minded, so it really helps me put it in perspective what gets he's doing right, what gets he's maybe doing wrong, which is – so it's a fantastic add to the ballroom for sure. Um, My bold prediction is – Damn, you guys really took everything I was going to say. So I'll say my bold prediction <laughs> you gotta is – got to go first next week, uh, AC. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to start going first. <laughs> so, Justin uh, – my bold prediction is Justin Fields runs for two touchdowns today. He 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 gets on the board running and passing. I think the main defense that the uh, Vikings run is uh, going to help him be able to run a little more when their backs are turned toward us um and jordan i was right there with you i had it in, i had this score prediction in my head i think bears win 34 21 uh i think that the defense shows up plays really well and the offense stays on track and moves the ball and justin does does it all for us so he's got to be my mvp even though he's already been said a couple of times but I, oh and i had this other one i think kyler gordon comes in today and has a greg stroman type game with an interception a sack. I think he comes out with his hair on fire, fired up, ready to go, uh, even with a club on his hand. I I say, do we know? Is he going to have the club or the Q-tip? Well, I, I watched a guy with a club on his hand get an interception last night at Kentucky. Max Harrison, I don't know if uh, you've looked at him at all, Jordan, but uh, I think he's draft eligible, so we might lose him after this year, but uh, he's about he's about all we got on that defense. But uh, until, until next week uh, – We'll get out of here, and uh, we'll just leave everybody with a bear down. Bear down, everybody. Bear down.